second year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Once again, we uh, are sad to report that WATH AM is silent this morning. Our engineers are looking into what's wrong out there. It's a pretty long distance from our studios. So it can be electric, it can be phone lines, it can be all sorts of things. Here we are on our FM channel. And if you compare AM to FM, FM always sounds just a bit better. It has a little more, what would you call it, the musical. Uh, it's got the highs and the lows, the more pronounced, the more, more normal. Anyway, well, let's not stop. Let's not keep going on that. Anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. Party line on the air. It's 68 degrees right now here on Columbus Road, and uh, we're headed up to 75. And uh, as you may have already experienced, there's just an occasional drip or drop onto the windshield, and uh, they say we could have uh, some light rain today. So, um, Scott, how has your show been this morning? Good. Good. The... um, Party line, what a history. I think back of George Draw and well, can we even name everybody? Let's see here. I, I don't think I can right now. <laughs> My mind's not on it. Ray. Ray. Um, Ray Wagner. All the fine people that have hosted it. Great. I think Coach Bob Wren did for a week yeah. or so, didn't he? Yeah, he filled <coughs> in for different people. And, uh, boy, he was a fine fellow. And, um, anyway, good morning, folks. Um, no, no special edition today in terms of a guest or topic, so we'll be doing our customary free-for-all which we always try to do on uh, Mondays and Fridays, and then we try to have the guests in between. Sometimes the schedules require us to break that rule a little bit. Anyway, today is September 12th, and of course the year is 2022. I don't know why, but I'm I'm uh, I'm embarrassed to say that yesterday snuck up on me. Nine eleven. It wasn't until halfway through the day that all of a get, all of a sudden I go oh. It's nine eleven. And. Um, of course, we had some attacks. Pretty serious deal. 
And as I understand it, my daughter and her, my grandson visited the uh, one of the memorial sites over in um, Pennsylvania yesterday. And they were rather moved by what they observed. And they've built this, uh, what would you call it, a tower? Uh, a very tall structure. It doesn't look like the Washington Monument, but it has about that height and width and everything, but it's it's a it's not a solid wall. I, I'm not sure. I just saw photographs uh, that Jackie had taken. But, um, yeah. Well, anyway, um, let's see here. Let's run down the list. So today is National Day of Encouragement. I like that one. Um, you know, as you go through life and deal with certain situations, um, what did I do here? Something came up so odd on my screen. Do you mind reaching over my shoulder and fixing whatever happened? Okay. Thank you. Anyway, um... We, we need to be more encouraging of one another. Your friend, your neighbor, your family member may need encouragement once in a while. Because things have a nature of piling up, right? And pretty soon, they're in a bit of a funk. So I think uh, a National Day of Encouragement is a good thing to, to have, but it's also a good thing to be aware of year-round. You can always help somebody. Today is also National Hug and High Five Day. I do like hugs. National Report Medicare Fraud Day. Hmm. National Video Games Day. National Boss Employee Exchange Day. National Chocolate Milkshake Day. Not sure I get this one. National Just One Human Family Day. What do you think they mean there, Scott? Um, that we're all one big family. Yep, I I would say so. Okay, we're all brothers and sisters at some point. It encourages us to reflect on the human race as a single family who we just share one planet. Seven point eight billion. People. Yeah. And, yet, and yet we're starting to hear more and more noise about, you know, could there be other planets with life? 
That's just mind-boggling, isn't it? Well, let's uh, turn our attention to historical events of this date, September 12th. On September 12th in the year 1758, the Charles, uh, the French astronomer Charles Messier mistakenly identifies the Crab Nebula and so begins the Messier Catalog. But it was all in error, right? I think so. In 1909, on this date, the world's first patent for synthetic rubber granted to a German chemist whose name was Fritz Hoffmann. In 1933, on this date, Leo Zizlard, something like that, waiting for a red light on Southampton Row in Bloomberry, conceives the idea of a nuclear chain reaction. Think of that. He's sitting at a stoplight, basically, or an a intersection, and all of a sudden, boom, he gets this idea. Remarkable. 1940, four teens following their dog down a hole near Las Cas. France discovered 17,000-year-old drawings now known as the Lacaz Cave Paintings. You think I'm saying Lacaz right? I you don't have don't it in know. front of you. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. 1958, the U.S. Supreme Court orders the all-white Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas, to integrate. Yeah. 1959, on this date, Luna 2 launched by the USSR the first spacecraft to impact on the moon. Okay, let's do some birthdays. Oh, this guy was uh, a good friend of yours. Francis I of France. So, what kind of guy was he? He was a good friend of yours. He was, <coughs> excuse me, the king of France from 1515 until his death in 1547. Uh, he succeeded his first cousin once removed and father-in-law Louis Twelfth, who died without a son. Did, did, you, did you guys like playing cards and stuff? Yes, he was a prodigious patron of the arts. He promoted the emergent French Renaissance by attracting many Italian artists to work for him, including Leonardo da Vinci, who brought the Mona Lisa with him, which Francis had acquired. Before I go any further, suddenly it occurred to me, we haven't spoken a great deal about 
Queen Elizabeth. I do find myself drawn into the various events being televised regarding her queenship and her being honored and remembered in uh, the various um, not celebrations but um, honorariums maybe that's a good thing and yet I've been some places where people are saying they're getting tired of her I I have not yet, and I don't think I will get tired of it. You have an opinion, Scott? Uh, not really. I mean, she was a queen for 70-some years. I mean, that's hard to dismiss that. But uh, like we talked about last week, I don't, and I think when uh, J.W. called in, he brought up the point about you know we're hearing about so many other things hearing about what Joe Biden's doing and 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 Queen Elizabeth gets pushed back a few pages we hear about other things going on uh, yes I forgot about that conversation but uh, you know it's something that history certainly should recognize that you know, not in modern day about how she led the country through World War II, kept the country strong and united along with Winston Churchill and um, many of the great things that she stood for. The nobility of the royal family that, uh, you know, just has been in the English history for years. So, you know, I did, did we dismiss Princess Diana as getting tired of hearing that? People still talk about her. You know, that was, that was just tragedy, of course. Oh, yeah, I mean, but. And so it takes you in a different direction. She didn't even reign for any one day no, like no, Queen Elizabeth did. No. That's correct. Well, anyway, uh, let's, let's move on. Okay, Jesse Owens. Wow. Born in 1913, died in 1980. Born on this date in 1913. Okay, here's someone I'm not sure I know about. Oh, he was a track star yes. for Ohio State first. Yep. With the uh, track stadium being named after him, Jesse Owens Stadium. Jess- James Cleveland Jesse Owens, an American track and field athlete who won four gold medals at the 1936 Olympic Games, He's, which terribly upset Adolf Hitler that mm-hmm. an American was winning so many medals. And... Uh, especially that he was an African-American, truly upset Hitler, not only that he was an American, 
been an African-American, Hitler was visibly <clears throat> displeased about that. And he did not hide that either, which is, uh, you know, tells you a little something about him. But Owen specialized in the sprints, long jump, recognized in his lifetime as perhaps the most, the greatest and most famous athlete in track and field history. Yeah. Born in Oakville, Alabama, he was a graduate of The Ohio State University. You know, what I'm about to say is very personal and may bother some, but I hope not. Um, have you ever dated, uh, oh, this is not, I should not ask. No, you shouldn't. But yes, I have. Well, what do you think I was going to say next? Have I ever dated interracially? Yes, okay. And that is that is where I was going. Yes, the former Miss America is one of them, as a matter of fact. Marjorie Vincent, she was a Miss America in 1991. A very sweet, lovely young lady. Um, well, I have. Um, and, you know, th this color... It disappears in your eyes quickly. That person's just a friend and a, a, a special friend. Um, and, you know, they have a personality. Well, so does every other living soul. And they have points of pride, and they have points that they wish they could be better at, and so does every other living soul. Um, well, anyway, I'm, I'm off topic here. All right, Henry Hudson, born on this date in 1575. Now, I'm not sure I know this name. Henry Hudson. Henry Hudson was an English explorer. An explorer. During the early 17th century, best known for his ex explorations of the present-day Canada and parts of the northeastern United States. And my guess is the Hudson Bay is probably named after him. Well, that would seem to make some sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. What did he discover? He did explore the North Atlantic Ocean, Greenland, Iceland, parts of North America, and he famously sailed up the Hudson River there as far go. as current day Albany, New York. Okay, Paul Walker, born in 1973. He died in 2013. What was his thing? He was an American actor known for his role as Brian O'Connor in the Fast and Furious franchise. Some reason or other, I don't remember. Okay, now we have uh, a couple famous deaths. First is Anthony Perkins, born in 1932, died on this date in 1992. Anthony Perkins, very young looking picture. 
Anthony Perkins was an American actor, director, and singer. He is best remembered for his role as Norman Bates in Alfred Hitchcock's suspense thriller, Psycho, which made him an influential figure in pop culture and in horror film. Some of his other works included Psycho 2, Psycho 3, and Psycho 4. I'm, I'm not a, um, a horror film fan, so uh, that's why I don't recognize him. But I certainly know the next person, and I'm not a real country music fan either, but Johnny Cash, Mercy. Born in 1932, <coughs> died on this date in 2003. Johnny Cash. Yeah, as many folks recognize that name. He was an American singer-songwriter, and much of his music contained themes of sorrow, moral tribulation, and redemption, especially in the later stages of his career. He passed of uh, diabetes. God help us out with all of the sports this weekend. It was nice to be back in business, wasn't it? I mean, full tilt. Yes, it was. And boy, oh boy, what a disappointment yesterday for Bengals fans when they had that game won not once, not twice, but three times, but somehow let the jaws of defeat snatch victory away. Now, forgive me, I was busy and did not see the game. I saw a couple of highlights later. They played the Steelers in Cincinnati. Joey Burrow did not, let's just say, he has played much better. I think he had four interceptions. He was sacked six or seven times. He was hit many other times. Uh... I thought they had had a revamped offensive line to help prevent that from happening, but it continued to happen again yesterday. Uh, he had uh, a fumble. Now, granted, all this is not his fault. A couple passes went through uh, receivers' hands. A couple passes were picked off cleanly by Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's defense played out of their minds in the first half as they took, I think it was a 17-3 lead. Um, the Bengals scored a touchdown when Joe threw a pass to Jamar Chase, whose foot was on the goal line. It looked to me like the ball was clearly across the line. But the Bengals did not challenge that call. I'm surprised they didn't because it clearly, on TV, and the Bengals have access to this too, they should have seen that and challenged the call. It was ruled an incomplete pass out of bounds. So there was a touchdown that was taken away from the Bengals. Uh, some questionable play calling. Um, they kept running this one play right up the middle that didn't work the whole game. And it was so predictable when they were going to be running it. Um, Jamar Chase had a pass go through his hands that he had nothing but open field in front of him to score another touchdown. Um, no, 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 let me back <clears> up just a notch. You say they continued to run this play up the middle, which never worked. Hand off to the running back, Joe okay. Mixon. Isn't that 
Can't we blame that on the coaching? Yes. Okay. Who the head coach is calling the plays. I don't know why they don't let Joe call the plays. Anyway, um, I'm sure Joey's getting beat up in the media in Cincinnati on talk shows, um, national publications. I'm sure his quarterback rating, not very good. However, he did end up throwing 50-some passes. I think he completed 31, 32 of them, something like that. Um, Final score was what? 23 to 20. They had uh, to change out the snapper from the extra point snapper, the guy who hikes the ball to the holder. Um, what, due to an injury or something? Uh, yeah. Okay. And there was a couple high snaps on extra point. Uh, the Bengals had a chance to win the game with about two seconds left in regulation. They were kicking the extra point, high snap. But I didn't think it was that bad of a snap. Well, the holder got it down, and a normally reliant kicker for the Bengals, uh, it was headed right down to me when it left his foot. But somebody forgot to block one of the Steelers' rushers, and just when the Steelers thought they had lost, the guy blocked the extra point kick. Mm. So, therefore, it was 20-20 to and sent it into overtime. And... Bengals had a chance to win the field goal, another high snap. Well, they kicked it on third down, and here's what I didn't get. They sent in the kicker on third down. Okay, there's four downs in a series. Typically when that happens, on third down, if it's a bad snap, the guy that's the holder is supposed to just fall on the ball. That way they have fourth down to kick it. Well, he didn't do that. He obviously didn't think quickly enough. And he put the ball down, and the laces were facing the kicker, which any kicker will tell you when they kick the laces of a ball, (coughs) it's not going to go the normal flight path. Really? Yeah. I never heard of that. (coughs) So it did not, and the kicker shanked it left. Pittsburgh was still alive. And then so they got the ball back. And they drove the ball down the field, and their kicker missed. Uh, normal, normally a reliable kicker. He missed the field goal. They hit the upright. So the Bengals got the ball back. They didn't do anything with it. Had to punt. Joey fumbled. And, of course, nobody can advance the ball except the f- person that fumbled the ball. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So they could, They it took them out of field goal range. Pittsburgh went down. And their kicker got a a, uh, chance again, and he drilled about a 50-yard field goal to win the game for Pittsburgh. It was an ugly game (coughs) for the Bengals, no doubt. But thankfully, it's only game one. Let's talk about some others. (coughs) Excuse Um, me, I got a little tickle going on there. You need my coffee? No, I'm sipping tea here. Okay. The um, Bobcats were thumped at Penn State, 46 to 10. Uh, they go to Iowa State this Saturday, and that's not going to be much of an easier game. Two o'clock Saturday afternoon. Uh, the Buckeyes of Ohio State pounded Arkansas State. 
That final score is 45 to 12. And they will host Mid-American School of the Toledo Rockets this Saturday evening at 7 p.m. Uh, high school action. The Athens Bulldogs dropped their fourth consecutive game to the Spartans of Alexander, 30 to nothing. Trumbull Tomcats lost to Fairland, 41 to 16. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Nelsonville, York uh, beat River Valley, 41 to 6. And I think that'll do it for the Athens County Schools. Well, we jumped all over the place. Yeah. Very good. <coughs> I'm impressed, man, that you had that all memorized. All right. Well, let's see here. Um, so Jackie and, uh, and Andy, my grandson, Jackie's my daughter, they went over to... Um, the um, Penn State game. All right. Well, let's see here. And then afterwards, they, as I mentioned, they visited the um, the 9-11 memorial on Sunday. All right. Um, let's turn our attention to the hard news, if you will. Um, as you probably have heard, the Ukrainian armed forces retook over a thousand square miles of territory in the northeastern uh, Kharkiv region over the weekend. Its largest gains since fighting off advances into the country's capital back in April. While Russia officially framed the pullback as a strategic retreat, analysts say the advance weakens Russian supply lines and threatens its hold on the front of the Northeast. Um, Several strategic cities in uh, Kharkiv, Oblast, a province adjacent to Russia's southwestern border, were liberated in the push. The crucial logistics hubs of Izium and Kuklanisk, both of which are southeast of uh, Kharkiv, were taken in addition to the town of um, Balikmesi. Well, altogether, Russia has conquered close to 50,000 square miles of the Ukraine, which is about 20% of its total area since the annexation of Crimea back in 2013. (coughs) Excuse me. But Ukrainians took some of it back. Um, I've grown, um, I, I think I mentioned this earlier. I myself am really intrigued with all the ceremonies taking place regarding the Queen's passing. And the naming of Charles III. 
we certainly cannot deny the fact it's a long goodbye. So many different events. And mourning uh, has continued in the United Kingdom yesterday as the coffin of the late great Queen Elizabeth II arrived in Edinburgh, Scotland. It was uh, transported from Balmoral Castle. As we all well know, she passed away Thursday at the age of 96 of what's called simply unspecified causes. And she was the country's longest living monarch. Upon entering, the casket was uh, brought down the city's royal mile with thousands of well-wishers in attendance. The Queen's grandson, William, now the Prince of Wales, appeared with his wife, Kate, and was joined by his brother, Harry, and his wife, Meghan. It marked one of their highest-profile public appearances since the latter couple stepped back from royal duties back in 2020. So King Charles III, formerly Prince Charles, formally assumed the throne this past Friday, giving his first speech and attending to royal duties over the weekend. late Queen's funeral has been set for next Monday or is it today? Um, I think it's a whole week from now. And um, there's various things that are supposed to happen each day between now and then. Times they have an article. It says, A warning sign. The final polls in the 2020 presidential election overstated Joe Biden's strength, especially in a particular handful of states. The polls reported that Biden had a small lead in North Carolina but he lost the state to Donald Trump. The polls also showed Biden running comfortably ahead in Wisconsin, yet he won by less than a percentage point. Here in our own state, in Ohio, the polls pointed to a tight race, but instead, instead Trump won it easily. Well, in each of these states, as well as some others, pollsters failed to reach a representative sample of voters. One factor seems to be that Republican voters are more skeptical of mainstream institutions 
and are less willing to respond to surveys. If that's true, polls will often understate Republican support until pollsters figure out how to fix that problem. Um, this was suggested as early as uh, oh, 2020 in a similar article that was uh, published by the New York Times. Well, this possibility offers reason to wonder whether Democrats are really doing as well in the midterm elections. As the convention, rather, as the conventional wisdom holds. Recent polls suggest that Democrats are favored to keep control of the Senate narrowly, while losing control of the House also narrowly. But the Democrats' strength in the Senate campaign depends partly on their strength in some of the same states where polls exaggerated Democratic support two years ago, including the three that were mentioned above, North Carolina, Ohio, and Wisconsin. I'm not smart enough to figure this all out, but there are others who are, and we'll just try to keep us up to date on it as it um, as they analyzed all of this. But it's it's complex. Yep. I have come to not trust polls ever again after the 2016 election that had Hillary winning easily. Let's see here. I'm reading in here to see what <coughs> else I should add. Um, here's a segment that's uh, entitled, Or is 2022 different? Question mark. Nate is also careful to acknowledge, that's the writer, what he doesn't know. And he emphasizes that the polls may not be wrong this year in the same way that they were wrong in 2020. It's even possible that pollsters are understating Democratic support this year by searching too hard for Republican voters in an effort to avoid repeating recent mistakes. Oh, such a tough topic. The unavoidable reality is that polling is both an art and a science, requiring hard judgment about which kinds of people are more or less likely to respond to a survey and more or less likely to vote in the fall. You know, what if someone reports to a survey, but then they don't go vote? And, yeah. of course, more important is that they vote and respond to a survey, but again, that can change projections as well. Or they voted opposite of what they said in the survey. Maybe that's what that particular statement meant right there. They said one thing, but voted a different way. Mm. 
I'm not inclined to accept that one as much. But Oh, no. Me either, but... They go on, the pattern has not been (coughs) uniform across the country. For instance, in some states, such as Georgia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, the final polls have been pretty accurate lately. This inconsistency makes the problem harder to fix because pollsters cannot simply boost the Republican share everywhere. Anyway, um, it's, it's very complicated, and... I know we'd like to have a feeling of how things are going to be, but it just ain't always possible. And if the polls were always right, why would we even listen to the election returns, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Everything else here is pretty much lost. Well, we've covered our papers pretty well today. Um, I'll put these all in a pile. Um, do we have, um, are we f- a free for all tomorrow as well? Do you know? Yeah, as far as I know. Okay. Um, so we'll do it all over again tomorrow. Folks, as always, you're welcome to call us at any point during a show. If uh, you hear a news story that bugs you or that you like uh, and you want to add something to it, just call our number. We remind you it's 740-592-6646. And um, let's see here. Okay, up, upcoming sports. Uh, Ohio football is away this weekend? Yeah, at Iowa State. Okay. 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Now, lest we forget, there's lots of other Ohio sports. And um, we, we got track and field. We got women's volleyball. We got all sorts of things going on. So there's plenty of Bobcat action and plenty and plenty of high school action. Uh, support the schools that uh, your, your family has enjoyed over the years or uh, grandchildren, whatever. And, of course, Ohio University. What do you think we need to add today? We've got maybe uh, 20 seconds left. Well, no, no, a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. What, uh, well, we're winding down summer. Fall, autumn starts a week from this Thursday. Kind of sad that Thursday. the twenty second. Yeah, I'm kind of sad to see summer go away. The Paul Paul Festival is this weekend. Well, that's fun out at uh, Lake Snowden, right? Yep, sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. I think I'll take that in. Yeah, so lots of good food out there and uh, entertainment. Just all things Paul Paul would be the fruit that is not a grandparent. Sky over on FM, who's <clears throat> um, she's on? Is it six to nine or six to ten? Uh, ten, I think. Okay, she's there now. No, no she's not there now. She's well, going. anyway, uh, uh, Sky Hope 
our morning DJ on uh, FM. Um, she is a tall lady, six foot three. And she has found a place up in above, um, oh, that pond, Sells Park, where she can pick pawpaws because uh, she's taller than the deer can reach. And I tasted one the other day. It was awesome. Have a great day out there. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. The scene in Edinburgh, Scotland, a little while ago, an honor guard accompanies Queen Elizabeth's flag-draped coffin, King Charles III and his royal siblings following on foot from Holyrood Palace to St. Giles Cathedral. After a service this hour, Queen Elizabeth will lie at rest in Edinburgh for 24 hours, the first chance for the public to pay their respects. Here in London, CBS's Steve Futterman on what happens when the Queen's coffin returns to Britain's capital tomorrow. It's now been announced that the Queen's body will lie in state here in London starting on Wednesday. This woman already making plans. But you've been in the queue for hours and hours. But you're willing to accept that? Of course. She will be joined by hundreds of thousands of others. Vicky? Officials predicting waits of up to 30 hours to view the late Queen's coffin. The doors will be open 24 hours a day until just before Monday's state funeral. I'm Vicki Barker in London. Now with more CBS News, here's Monica Ricks. Progress in California. Multiple wildfires are still